Hello everyone, it's another day in the school of the spirit. How awesome the day is, how powerful it's going to be. It is the day of the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made and we will be glad and rejoice in it. Hallelujah. Today we'll be having another amazing ministration from another guest minister. Yes, and the name of our guest minister is Dr. Benjamin Enim. Dr. Benjamin Enim is a young and passionate man of God. He graduated as a Hellbound doctor from the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology and currently works with Jobet Memorial Center. He is the founder of Global Reformation Ministry, where he touches the lives of people from all walks of life with the Word of God, which I can proudly say that I have been a member and I still am and i've enjoyed the ministration of this man of god hallelujah he operates with a sharp gift of prophecy and speaks as an oracle from god hallelujah ladies and gentlemen please help me welcome dr benjamin enim thank god for dr enim this afternoon thank you for the feedback as well so people of god today we are coming to learn something about the teaching ministry okay we are going to learn something about the teaching ministry and it's my prayer that before the end of this session you are going to bless and you are going to learn more in the name of the lord jesus now i want to i would like to address one or two issues before we even come to the teaching ministry before we even come to the teaching ministry now there have been a whole lot of um arguments and there have been a whole lot of theses when it comes to the fivefold ministry and people tend to raise a whole lot of questions and i believe that the mindset or the perception that sometimes people has towards the understanding of the fivefold ministry is sometimes compromised. So you see that people want to know whether they are apostles, whether they are prophets, whether they are evangelists, whether they are pastors or teachers, and the understanding or, or what they tend to accept or crave to look for is that if I am called an apostle, then I do what apostles do, when I when called as a prophet, I do what prophets do. Now, this is a good um, perception, but it can be an error in terms of ministration. In the sense that, you see, I want us to have this mindset that it is the Spirit of God working in all. It is the Spirit of God working in all. So even the Bible made us to understand from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Bible said, according to from the verse, um, I think from the verse 3 or 4, the Bible made us to understand that there are so many, there are diversities of giftings, but the same Spirit. There are diversities or there are difference in administration. But it is the same Lord. And you say that there are differences in oppression. And it is the same Lord who is working with all. So I want us to have a clearer and a better understanding, even to the understanding of the ministrations of the fivefold ministries. 
And the understanding I want us to have before we even delve deeper is that we have to get the understanding that it is the Spirit of God working in all. So there can be a point in time that perhaps we can have an evangelist, we can have an, a pastor, sorry, and this person will be working in the prophetic. Not that the person is called as a prophet, but because the person is being led by the Spirit of God, he can minister prophetically. So I want us to have this understanding that it is the Spirit of God that worketh in all. So in as much as we want to know the different ministrations, we want to know the, 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 the different legalities that comes with this fivefold ministry, fivefold ministries, we also want to establish the fact that it is the Spirit of God that is working with us. It is the Spirit of God that is working in all. Hallelujah. I believe we are being blessed. Okay, so so now the ministry of the teacher, the ministry of the teacher. Okay, I can I can see the feedbacks. I can see the feedbacks. God richly bless you. Now we are considering the ministry of the of of the teacher. So the ministry of a teacher is a ministry that is predominantly dominated by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The ministry of a, of a teacher is a ministry that is predominantly dominated by the Holy Ghost. And our reference scripture is from the book of John, chapter 14, the verse 26. John chapter 14, verse 26. Bible said that but the comforter which is the holy ghost whom the father will send in my name he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your to your remembrance whatsoever i have said unto you but the comforter john chapter 14 the verse 26 but the comforter which is the holy ghost whom the father will send in my name he shall teach you all things he shall teach you all things so we see that the teaching ministry actually is a ministry that's predominated it's a ministry that is predominantly dominated yes by the holy ghost hallelujah so we can see that the holy ghost teaches us all things and so let me bring it into practical terms. Every other ministry is significantly guided, kept, or nurtured by this ministry preoccupied by the Holy Ghost. Let me repeat it again. By reason of the Holy Ghost being the teacher, or by reason of the fact that the teaching ministry is a ministry that is predominantly dominated by the Holy I want, to, I want to let us understand that every other ministry is significantly guarded, kept, or nurtured by this ministry preoccupied by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So in the light of this, what I'm trying to say is that we can have an apostle and there can be a time that the apostle would teach 
mostly when you look at the the, the administration of the apostles they tend to correct they tend to correct errors doctrinal errors in the kingdom in as much as they are saints to dominate territories you see that even in that administration they tend to teach certain things to correct certain errors even concerning the precepts and the principles of the kingdom of god hallelujah so we see from the ministration of Paul, according to even Acts chapter 17, the verse 22, Paul said that he was he was ministering to the to the eightings. He was ministering to the eightings. And he said that for as I passed by, Acts chapter 17, the verse 22, he said that for as I passed by, I beheld your devotions. I found an altar with the inscription to the unknown God, whom ye ignorantly worship. Him declare I unto you. Him declare I unto you from the from from the King James version. Him declare I unto you. So you can see that even as Paul, the apostles, went to the people of Athens, he found out that there was an error. There was an error. They were serving an unknown God. And you see, Paul just by passing by and identifying that inscription he saw that there was a need or it was necessary for him to correct this error and he corrected the error so we know that paul is an apostle but we saw him in the teaching ministry by now unveiling the type or the particular god that the people of Athens were worshiping so he had to teach them so we see that even in the apostolic ministry there is a touch of teaching and it is by reason of the Holy Ghost working in them. And even when we come to the evangelists, in the quest of the evangelists to bring salvation to the sinner, we may see that some evangelists will end up teaching certain things concerning the kingdom of God. Concerning the kingdom of God. So, let's say we have an evangelist who is going to minister the word of God. And there are people whose mind has been filled with, with, with errors concerning doctrines. We have people, you see, there are, there are certain denominations. I believe in denominations and I believe that denominations, the establishment of denominations are the wisdom of God even to us what? In order to save all. So I believe in, 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 in the establishment of denominations, okay? But then you can see that even the emergence of denominations was by reason of doctrinal errors. It was by reason of doctrinal errors. So we can see that even as there are so many denominations, the doctrines of some denominations are erroneous. And by reason of this error, people are blindfolded concerning true salvation. Concerning true salvation. So when we have an evangelist when we have an evangelist who is ministering the word of god to people or to someone who perhaps is lost who perhaps is not saved but by reason of being part of a particular denomination and accepting the erroneous doctrines thereof the person thinks that he is saved now the evangelist can preach to this person that jesus christ is lord the evangelist can preach to this person that you have to be saved the evangelist can say a whole lot of things but because these erroneous doctrines are occupying the minds of these people there will be a necessity for the evangelist to teach the person what the right thing is 
I believe we are we are getting it. I believe we are getting it. So people people may have certain erroneous doctrines in their minds, and even as the evangelist will be in the course of fulfilling his prophet is sorry his ministry as an evangelist, he may end up teaching. He may end up teaching. So we see that even in the evangelistic ministry, there will be a touch of teaching. So we can see from the story of Stephen, from the Acts Acts 17. Sorry, sorry. From Acts chapter 7, we saw from the story of, of Stephen. I believe that Stephen was an evangelist because when Stephen was made to confront the, the, the scribes, the Sadducees, and, and the chiefs in Jerusalem, he was able to minister unto them. And he was able to teach them what's the true gospel in fact stephen summarized the bible in just one chapter he summarized the old testament and the new testament in just acts chapter 7. it was just acts chapter 7. stephen summarized everything and in that scripture he taught them he taught the people he he made to know the different generations that have elapsed even in the course even in the course of the establishment of the new covenant even in the course of the establishment of the new covenant stephen in the bible he was a deacon as a day i believe that he was an evangelist he preached the gospel to them and he taught them what is supposed to be so we see that one even in the life of stephen and in in the pastoral ministry i believe that you can't be a pastor, you can't be a pastor and you wouldn't have a sense of teaching. Pastors are shepherds and they are supposed to guide, they are supposed to teach. You see, so even in pastoring, there is a form of teaching. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. But then even in the light of this, I want us to understand one key thing. I want us to understand one key thing. That even the teaching ministry okay or no or even the sense of teaching is also a responsibility of every member that this touch of teaching that i am talking about which i have said earlier on that is a ministry that is predominantly dominated by the holy ghost i am adding up i am adding up that this sense of teaching is also a responsibility of every member in the body of Christ. Every child of God is supposed to have. See, let's read you. Let's read Hebrews chapter five. Hebrews chapter five, the verse twelve. Hebrews chapter five, the verse twelve. Hebrews five twelve, and I read. It said, "For when, for time." ye ought to be teachers can you see that he said for when for the time ye ought to be teachers ye have need that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of god and i become such as have need of milk and not strong meat and not strong meat so look at verse 5 again he said he said for when for the time ye ought to be teachers ye ought to be teachers 
ye ought to be so you see that even the sense of teaching is a responsibility of every child of god it's a responsibility of every child of god that you were supposed to be teachers of first principles and the first principles it talks about the foundations in the kingdom of god the foundations in the kingdom of god so what are the first principles let's let's consider those ones too the first principles the first principles and i want you to know what you are supposed to teach as a child of god what you are supposed to teach as as a child of god that is where i am heading towards this is just the beginning we've not we've we've not come to the teaching ministry proper i am just revealing unto us the sense of teachings that comes along with the different ministry so the apostles has a sense of teaching the evangelist has a sense of teaching the pastor has a sense of teaching and the prophet has a sense of teaching and now i am saying that even members also have a sense of teaching and what are they supposed to teach what are they supposed to teach hebrews chapter 6 the verse 1 hebrews chapter 6 the verse 1 and i read he said that therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of christ let us go on unto perfection and now he begins to, to state the things that we are supposed to know by now and teach others as teachers and he said not laying again the foundations of repentance from dead works that is the very first one that is the very first one not lay again the foundation of repentance from dead works so one of the things we are supposed to know and be teachers of is the ministry or the teachings of repentance from dead works that is the first one and the second one has to be the teachings of the faith towards god we have to know what faith is and we, we, we should be in the position or it is our responsibility to be able to teach faith towards God. And the next one is the doctrine of baptism. The other one is the laying on of hands. And what follows is the resurrection of the dead. And the last one is an of eternal judgment. So you see the, the foundations the principle the first principles of the kingdom of god okay which are the teachings of repentance from dead ways faith towards god doctrine of baptism the laying of hands resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment these are the very principles the very first principles of the kingdom of god they are the foundations and now from hebrews chapter 5 the verse 12 we understand that we are supposed to be teachers of these things we are supposed to be teachers of these things. So you see that even a member, as a member, you are a teacher. You are supposed to be a teacher. Hallelujah. You are supposed to be a teacher of the very basics, principles of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I believe we are, we are, we are being blessed and I believe we are following. So now we've established that the ministry of a teacher is a ministry that is predominantly dominated by the holy ghost and now we've established the fact that every ministry 
the other uh, ministries the apostles prophets evangelists teachers and even members they have a touch of the teaching ministry and it is very expedient for us to know this thing so all these ministries are able to do all things because the teaching ministry is predominantly dominated by the holy ghost you see i am stressing on the fact that it is predominantly dominated by the holy ghost and it is intentional it is intentional in the sense that you see in the quest of people or as people embark on journey to come up with revelations mysteries and certain truth concerning the principles of the kingdom of god they are swayed away from the truth and they are not guided by the holy ghost that is why i am stressing on this that even as we are we are saying teachings i mean even as we are treating the ministry of a teacher we have to be guided and we have to know that this thing is just by the help of the holy ghost it is just by the help of the holy ghost nothing else because certain religions came up because certain people thought that they've seen a light and because they've had certain understanding certain doctrines and denominations came into existence because certain people think that they've had certain understanding from the word of god and now we know that some of them are errors and that they weren't actually inspired by the holy ghost so we have to accept this thing that the teaching ministry is a ministry that is predominantly dominated by the holy ghost hallelujah god richly bless you for making time and listening now let me touch on the teacher as a ministry so the teacher as a ministry the teacher as a ministry and i believe that this is a scripture that most of us will be waiting for i believe that this is the scripture that most of us will be waiting for ephesians chapter chapter 4 sorry the verse 11. ephesians chapter 4 the verse 11 and i read and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers Ephesians chapter 4, the verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Okay. Now, there are so many schools of thoughts and there are so many um, teachings that comes to the teacher or the ministry of a teacher and even that affects what we normally call the fivefold ministry people believe that the ministry of a teacher is the same as the ministry of a pastor okay and some of some of the things or some of the grounds or their proofs is from the write-up even according to Ephesians chapter 4 the verse 11 now let's look at something critically let's critically look at something you see 
in this bible every every punctuation carries a message <laughs> every punctuation carries a message you see now i'm using the king james version i'm using the king james version now these are their proofs to justify that the teaching ministry is the same as um, the pastoral ministry and the first thing is the semicolons the semicolons even in this particular bible verse can he give some apostles now you see a semicolon after the apostle then you read and some prophets then you see a semicolon and evangelists and you see a semicolon and some pastors and teachers now after the pastor we didn't see a semicolon but then it was after the teachers that we saw the semicolon so people believe that the teaching ministry is a ministry that is married with the pastoral ministry by reason of the semicolons so they they, 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 they assume that actually it was supposed to be if the teaching ministry was different then it's supposed to be and some pastors then we see a semicolon then now we come to teachers so they mostly make reference to the semicolons okay and also from the english standard version it uses a definite article which is the word the the so when when some if, if someone has the 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 english standard version you see that it's written that and he gave some he made some the, the apostles he made some the prophet he made some the evangelists and he made some the pastors and teachers he didn't say he made some the and the teacher and by reason of the elimination of the article there <laughs> they believe that this ministry is married with that of the pastors and it's it looks so real and it looks so um so understandable in the sense that both of them tend to teach more both of them tends to teach more nevertheless i believe that there is a very 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 slight difference between the pastoral ministry and the ministry of a teacher and here is it the ministry of a teacher exposes or reveals the in-depth wisdom and knowledge of god governing his principles or statuses in the affairs of humanity and even at eternity okay let me read it again the ministry of a teacher exposes or reveals the in-depth wisdom and knowledge of god governing his principles or statuses in the affairs of humanity and even at eternity the last expression is very key and we will come to that even at eternity even at eternity you see but then the pastoral ministry or the ministry of a pastor on the other hand is to help or guide the members to walk in the expositions that the teacher makes so the teacher comes to reveal the teacher comes to show 
the teacher comes to reveal the knowledge of God. The teacher comes to reveal the possibilities of, of the principles of God. And now the pastor will be in the office to guide the members through. The pastor will be in the office to guide the body through working in that which has been revealed by the teacher or which has been taught by the teacher. Hallelujah. So let me give an example. A teacher can come and teach about faith. A teacher can come and teach about faith. Give all the mind-blowing revelations, mind-blowing insights about teaching. And after teaching, now, the result is that members will work in faith. That's the result everyone won't see, that the members will work in faith, or the body of Christ will work in faith. But then it will be in the position of the pastor to now teach the members or to now guide, sorry, to now guide the members how to walk in faith or with faith. So the teacher will just come and teach, 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 teach. It's like, it's like um, a science student. Let's say chemistry. Now we have theory and we have practicals. When you go to a chemistry class and you are doing theory, the teacher will come and teach, 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 teach. The teacher will teach everything. But then when it comes to the practicality, we now need the, 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 the office of a lab technician, someone who is specializing handling the labs to now carry us through the lab processes so that we can be able to apply that which we are taught in class. Please, I believe we, 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 we get it. So the teacher comes to teach and the pastor now comes to guide us to work in the revelation of that which has been taught. Hallelujah. So there are so many teachings about, about titans, about giving, about faith, wisdom, knowledge, so many things. But the pastor is the one who guides members in working in that particular thing. And I believe that last week our, our, our man of God actually did justice to the pastoral ministry and it was a blessing. Hallelujah. So that is the difference between the two. One comes to and the other comes to guide the members through it. So that's it. Hallelujah. So in as much as these ministries are close, we should understand that there is a difference and that's what we have touched. Now let's look at the primary, the primary function of the teacher. The primary function of the teacher. That's what we want to consider now. The primary functions of a teacher. The primary function of the teacher. Now the number one is sound teachings. Sound teachings. Sound teachings. Titus chapter one, the verse nine. Titus chapter 1, verse 9. Titus chapter 1, verse 9. It says, Holy fast, the faithful word, as he had been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exalt and to convince the gainsayers. Hallelujah. 
Yeah, I can see that someone has brought it up here. Hallelujah. So this was a letter from Paul to, 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 to Titus. Okay. Yeah. And we say that he was admonishing them that they may hold on firmly. And as he had been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. So sound doctrine, there are there are so many importance of sound doctrines or sound teachings, and some is to exalt and also to convince the gainsayers. Hallelujah. And the other one I found out in um um Titus chapter 2, the verse 1. He said that but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. In the verse 2, it says that that the aged man be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. The aged woman, likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers not giving to much wine, teachers of good things. So we see that by reason of the function of sound doctrine, we see orderliness in the church. By reason of sound doctrine, we see orderliness. We see diligence. Okay. We see, we see things for their rightful places. By reason of sound doctrine, and it is sound doctrine and sound doctrine sorry is actually brought into the scene by teachers by the office of a teacher hallelujah by by the office of a teacher so sometimes a pastor can preach an evangelist can utter certain words an apostle can utter certain words and some people can be confused some people may have so many assumptions so many in fact they might be confused but it is the office of a teacher that will now come and address it will now come and and dissect the whole thing that has in a way brought confusion to the members and now reveal the truth thereof so we see even clarity in the light of this we see clarity in the light hallelujah okay so sound doctrine is very important and it comes into the scene by reason of the office of a teacher hallelujah and there is one major system i want to say this that the very major system of god the enemy will attack in the latter days is sound doctrine sound doctrine it's a particular system governing the principles of God that the enemy will tend to attack even in these last days. And it will take the teaching ministry to safeguard this system. It will take the teaching ministry to safeguard this system of sound doctrine. Second Timothy chapter 4, the verse 3. Second Timothy chapter 4, the verse 3. Bible said, for a time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Mm. For a time will come when people will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own last shall they keep 
to themselves teachers having itching ears so in the latter days people are going to are no more going to endure sound doctrine and by reason of this they are going to heap unto themselves teach because they have itchy ears hallelujah so hallelujah I believe you can hear me please I believe we can hear me all right all right it seems I was having some network errors but then it has been rectified so I thought you weren't hearing me all right so it says that in the in the latter days people are not more going to endure sound doctrine and this thing is happening everywhere this thing is happening everywhere we can hear of this common sense family people we can hear people now bashing the Bible. We can now hear people speaking against titans. People are speaking against pastors. People are speaking against almost everything that concerns Christianity or the kingdom of God. People are just speaking against it. Why? It is because we are in the latter days. And it has been said that even in these latter days, people are not going to endure sound doctrine. So there are people who don't even understand or would ever accept that they need a prophet in their lives or they need a pastor in their lives people don't even want to accept the fact that there is something like a spiritual father no 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 people don't want to accept it you see and before then we saw that they acceptable they were highly accepted even in the church but now people are rejecting it once upon a time the church upheld the church the church upheld um, 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 um. the church upheld tightings giving fasting praying going to church reading your bible holding your, your bible to church but now people don't want to adhere to these doctrines again baptism speaking in tongues prophesying spiritual giftings now people see it to be nonsense why people will not not endure sound doctrine and you see if the teacher so you see i i pray i pray that may god give unto us more teachers in the name of the lord jesus who come and address some of these things who come and see god even even doctrines some doctrines that governs the principles of the most high god you see if these teachers don't come to address some of these things all the other mysteries will be shattered it may be not necessarily but it may be that all the other ministries will be shattered let me let me give you a scenario now people are coming up with certain doctrines that even the bible is not from god the bible was brought to enslave man to enslave the black man so people in the first place don't want to believe the bible and if they don't believe the bible how then would they believe the people that the bible has spoken about how then would they believe the message of the evangelists how then would they believe the testimony of the apostles how then would they believe the ministration of a prophet or even accept that they need a pastor to guide them in the ways of god 
So there will be a need for the teachers to come and address some of these erroneous doctrines going on all, all over in the world, all over on the globe. I pray that may God release unto us spiritual teachers, teachers who teach sound doctrine, teachers who safeguard even the, the very doctrines that governs the principles of the kingdom of God in the name of the Lord Jesus. So there will be the need of the teaching ministry. Hallelujah. And may God help us. Now the second one I, I have seen is that the teaching ministry comes to address doctrinal errors doctrinal errors and when we read acts chapter 18 the verse 28 bible spoke about the story of apollos the story of apollos and the bible said that for he mightily convinced the jews and that publicly showing them by scriptures that jesus was christ so apollos i believe by reason of this scripture was a teacher i believe apollos was a teacher Apollos, it was that Priscilla and Aquila, they, they, they had to teach him certain things, certain truths about the, 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 the new covenant or the, the new era that the church had entered into as a thing. From, from the, from the um, preceding verses, we understood that Apollos only knew about the baptism of John. He didn't know about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So he took Priscilla and Aquila to now teach him hallelujah so even there were so many jews who didn't believe in christ they didn't believe that he was the messiah but you see apollos bible said in the acts in acts 18 28 so that he mightily convinced the jews and that publicly showing by scriptures that jesus was christ so he taught them this was a battle see in the early churches, saying their battles were battles of doctrines. They were battles of doctrines. And even in the in the in the early centuries, I think the first and the second centuries, people the, the, there was a doctrine about the Trinity. There was a doctrine about the Trinity, and it's like a warfare between sorry between um, Athanasius and Arius. Arius was a teacher, and Athanasius was as well a teacher, mighty in the word of God. And Arius was like, Arius was speaking against the divinity of Christ. He was saying that the Trinity is not actually in existence, and blah, 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 what have you. It is a 